Hey everybody, we are Martin, Robert, and Francis, and this is Snakes and Otters, a pointless discussion of eternal questions. Get ready, we're about to live in your head, rent-free. Hey everybody, welcome back to Snakes and Otters. Pretty excited, this is episode 36, and it's a fifth Friday of the month. You know what that means? Hoopajoop! <laughs> That's right. Yes. So, and this is a super special Hoopajoop. Yes, it is. Because this one, and I don't know why this wasn't episode one. Yes. My fault, probably. Well, it's we've we've it's threaded through all the way. This is the crescendo <clears throat> of yeah. all that we've done before. Yeah. So this is about bourbon. So the the drink that fuels all the episodes you've already listened to. So I am Martin. And I'm Robert. And I'm Francis. So guys, bourbon. Let me count the ways. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Right, bourbon. A rose by any other name would still smell just as sweet. That's right. We could do this all day long, like Steve Rogers would say. So a definition. Please. So Well, there's a legal definition. And then there's the rest there's of the There's our definition. definition. Yes. Right. Yes. And our definition mm-hmm. has one important caveat. Um, it's 51% corn mash. Okay. Is your starting point. Now, it can be greater. It just cannot be less. That's right. 51% or better corn in the mash. Mm-hmm. It's aged in new charred oak barrels. Right. Meaning they cannot have been used for anything else ever. Right. Oak Although barrels, they can be reused afterwards yes, for something charred. else. Yes. Yeah. And made in Kentucky. Yes, that's the caveat. <laughs> that's that's the major. Officially, for it to be called bourbon for like export rules, it's just got to be made in the U.S. But no, for us, us, yeah. Yes, I was in a store the other day. I picked up a bottle, and it said it was made in Tullahoma, Tennessee. So, well, that's not in the right place. So you put right. it back promptly. Put it back. That's not, Politely, right. but promptly. Yes. Right. That's whiskey. Yes. Uh, Tullahoma is kind of a famous place. I thought about this. It seemed like that rings in my head. Was that a Civil War battle? No. I've uh, never heard of it. Not, not a major one of any event. <clears throat> it seems like that's a, one of those stories from uh, Ken Burns. It's a... Uh, hmm. It's like an encampment or something. Possibly, and possibly. Uh, it's Tullahoma, the Indian word Tula for mud and Homa for more mud. Does that sound right? <laughs> you are, you are brilliant, sir. Somewhere that sticks in my head, I think that's from Ken Burns' Civil War. All right, well, there you uh, go. When he quotes one of those old uh, letters mm-hmm. uh, from one of the soldiers. I can't remember if it was Sam Watkins or... Or one or the other. Probably Sam Watkins uh, in Tennessee. Yeah. Because he was in company age. So, um, you know, actually, we are drinking bourbon here tonight. We've got several that we're kind of playing with here. We have to kind of lay that out. Uh, uh, Robert brought in some Heaven Hill Bottled in Bond, uh, old-style bourbon that we've been uh, messing with here a lot lately. Uh, For an inexpensive bourbon, it is uh, surprisingly good. Uh, but as we like to say, even a bad bourbon is still bourbon. That's yeah. right, yeah. Yeah. Um, if you don't know, bottled and bond means that uh, it was uh, uh, made uh, under very strict conditions and controls. And this whole bottled and bond thing was started after there was a serious abuse by people mostly outside of Kentucky, yes, as I understand it, uh, adulterating brown liquids and calling them bourbon. And apparently got to be so bad. I understand that it was not uncommon for saloons to take the stuff that was in their spittoons and mix that in with some kind of whiskey and call it bourbon. So you know, there's no guess, controls. Yeah, over. as long as you can make it brown, then right. you, could, you could sell it as bourbon. Right. And so the government, and I, I would imagine Kentucky producers stepped in as well and asked, hey, let's certify this. That's right. And yeah. that's how we know bottled and bond. Uh, it's not so much of an issue anymore. Uh, probably the Food and Drug Administration uh, regulates the bourbon industry more than, uh, as far as the making of it. Right. Whereas you know, uh, BAT would, uh, uh, BA, you know, Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, BATF. Mm-hmm. Which should be a convenience store. Yes. Right. <laughs> That's right. Well, bourbon. Uh, the, the bourbon manufacturers. Alcohol, is, tobacco, and firearms should be a convenience store. One stop shopping. Yes. <laughs> 
the, the bourbon industry itself does a lot of self-regulation too. I mean, yeah. They, yeah. they recognize well, they, they have a vested interest in you got the it. quality of the product. Right, right. And but it has absolutely taken off. It has in it's, the last few years. It's like scotch used to be. You know, yeah. it used to be in movies. It was so sophisticated to order a scotch on the rocks, and eh, not so much anymore. Uh, I mean, you know, it's it's not that people think le- anything less of scotch, but I mean, it's just bourbon is the drink. Yeah. You know, and it, it, it ebbs and flows too on that. I mean, if you might remember in 1964, the movie Goldfinger, which took place in Kentucky, you know, Goldfinger asks James Bond what he wants. He says, "I hear the bourbon and branch water is very good here in Kentucky," and he was exactly right. Uh, it's been that way for a long time. Yes. And uh, it really... Uh, to, the reason that oh, is... Well, if, well, go ahead. You want to go somewhere? Well, I would like for you to say who Bond was talking to at that point. Oh, Auric Goldfinger. No, that's not who he was talking to. Who was he talking to? Come on, say it. No, I mean, it, it was. It was Goldfinger. I'm sure. Positive. Wasn't it Pussy Galore? No, she was there, but he wasn't speaking to her. At the time, because he gets the, he gets the or uh, he gets makes the order from Goldfinger. Pretty sure on that. Maybe Martin was just caught up in watching her. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Honor Blackman uh, in 1964 was unbelievably awesome. That's correct. As as Pussy Galore. You, that's what you're wanting. I get it now. You wanted me to say the word. Okay. Yes. All right, and we, this is a Hoopajuba episode. It's a Hoopajuba episode. All. We will talk about James Bond uh, later on. Uh, I'm a big fan; have been for a long, long time. Uh, the name Pussy Galore, Ian Fleming created her in the book. Yeah, uh, she was actually a minor character in the book, but whoa, what an inspired name! I'm sorry. As as Sean Connery would say when she wakes up and he sees her and she says, "My name is Pussy Galore," he says, "I must be dreaming." <laughs> that's exactly right. It's it's pretty uh, that's impressive. That's not very woke. No, it's not very woke. But it, 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 it's historical. It's 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 bit, it's part of our culture on that. Yeah. But I was about to say uh, about the bourbon and branch watering. Right, bourbon, right? Yeah, the bourbon oh, and branch yeah. watering Kentucky is pretty splendid, as he says. Mm. The reason for that, and as Kentuckians, you know, as you know, born and bred here, you're a transplant, but you're actually here originally. You know, yeah, uh, yes, my family is from Kentucky, uh, very very deep Kentucky. Roots. Exactly, transplanted yeah. to Michigan where you were born. But, yes, uh, yes. Uh, exactly. and, yeah, yeah. We, we we forgive that, of course. But yeah. uh, well, he's here now. Exactly. That's what's that's what's yeah, important. And, uh, but as as myself, as somebody who grew up in the area of Bardstown, where it was, where it still is made today. One of the reasons that bourbon is made here and has been made since the 1700s, mind you, is because of the limestone yep. in Kentucky area is uniquely suited for that. It filters the water in such a way that enables bourbon to be made and made well, well here. It's also the weather here. It that's, is that's the perfect too, yes. place for the, the, the heat and the cold uh, squeeze and uh, release... Uh, you know, compress and expand. Yeah, we have the, all the seasons bourbon. here, and they're all mild, but they're all mostly, dis- but they're all distinct. Yeah, and that's well, one of the advantages. Hundred degrees in, in first of August, I'd call it mild, but yeah. <laughs> well, well, it, but it's that. But it's when but you it's, store it and you're aging it. That's it. Yes, the, the important thing is you get that shift. Part of what's going on. That's right. There in, are in real the barrel, seasons here. You get all of them it's soaking in and being pulled back out. That's where that wonderful. Beautiful yep. amber color comes from is the inside of those charred barrels. That's right. Um, that's part of the rules too. Uh, it's got to be generally it's aged at least two years. Yep. Um, generally, we we'll usually hit stuff that's at least six years. Sometimes our, eight too. Yeah, that's palette. that's common. Um, mm-hmm. So basil is how how long is basil? That's right. Basil Hayden is one that we're. Uh, is one that we've got on here now. You know, to be honest, I'd have to look at it. It doesn't actually say on here. I want to say it's eight years, though. Uh, at least, yeah. It's artfully aged, as they say. It's 80-proof family recipe with a spicy finish. Uh, yeah, it's it's eight years Yeah, uh, for that one. But yep. that's a microbrew. That is that is a specialty 
Uh, Basil Hayden is one of, uh, it's a Jim Beam product. I want to make sure I identify it properly. But there are several Beam products that are made that are that more expensive line. Uh, we prefer it, and as I've mentioned in a previous episode, Basil Hayden is my direct ancestor. Me and thousands of other people, mind you. <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, I kind of get that whole connection. So that's one of the reasons it's my, if you ask me for my preferred expensive bourbon, it's gonna be basil most of the time. Yeah. However, there I, are, cons- I used to consider that an expensive bourbon, but not anymore. No, it's not. Ex- it's not extremely expensive. It's about thirty dollars a bottle, uh, but you can get it a little bit cheaper. Well, yeah, when we were in college, that was expensive. Well, yeah, because we had no money. <laughs> right, right. Um, <clears throat> but yes, basil Hayden. Uh, I, one of the things I like about it's your it first is, bourbon. Am I right? My first bourbon. That's right. When we got together uh, way back in nineteen ninety two to watch the election returns. Oh, that's right. We drank bourbon. I had forgotten that. Yes. Yeah, I was. I was going to ask you how you dated that. Is is how we had that now, out there? I will admit, I was, as far as bourbon goes, I was a heathen back then, and I mixed. Well, we I've all since learned better. We all started at a certain place, and yes, I, a bourbon and coke to me uh, in those days. Yeah, that's what I would do. That I have since learned that that's a kid thing. Yes, and we were kids. We were in our early twenties at the time. We've since learned that. Ice is about all that's tolerable, and we'll even drink it neat from time to time, uh, as we've learned it is the proper way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, some bourbon is mixing bourbon. Sure. Very old Barton is an excellent... It is. Excellent. My mother used to work for uh, for Barton's uh, for I many years. I bought a bottle of Very Old Barton several years ago, so I want to try an experiment. I wasn't mm-hmm. going to spend, you know, 30 or $60, uh, like, like pay for the double oak Woodford, uh, on, on an experiment. So I got a bottle of Very Old Barton. It was you know, a $12, $15 range yeah. at most. Because I read a thing about on the um, uh, Mausers and Muffins blog. Remember that? Yes. I say, at Mausers as in the, the gun. The, the gun, yeah, yes. That's right. Yeah. Um, it's a great, <clears throat> great blog. I remember that. She used to talk about um, making bacon-flavored bourbon. Mm-hmm. This is before there was such a thing. Right. Yeah. And so I tried it. It didn't work out that well, unfortunately. <laughs> Yeah. But you know, it was how could bacon and bourbon in any way be wrong? Exactly. You know, yeah. bacon is one of the two things that makes everything else better. That's right. Three, maybe, because I always say it's bacon and caramel. But you know, you could probably add bourbon to that. I think so. Yes. Yeah. 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 I think it's a very well, yeah. Bourbon cocktails have certainly taken off. Uh, but yeah, well, we we pretty much stick with the basics. Throw some ice in the glass. That's about it, yeah. Now, we've we've done all the others. I like the soapstone cubes, and I like the metal balls. Yeah, I've got the metal ones. We're not using them tonight, because we're here in the the first floor of the Baxter building, actually. And uh, sometimes I'll bring out the metal cubes. I didn't tonight. Uh, You have the soapstones that you... I do. I like the metal better. It retains the the cold Mm -hmm. longer. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's actually downstairs in the freezer. I could have brought them up. I just didn't. Well, they're only good for one drink. Well, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, but that first drink is great. That's right. It, it's it's nice because you get that chill. Now, some people, uh, like like uh, Martin, like a splash of water. Uh, the theory is that it helps bring out the flavor. I don't know if I believe I'm kind of with but... you on that. I'm not. I, I, it's either neat or it's on ice. That's kind of where I'm going to yeah. go with that. Yeah. I, I like The reason I don't use the ice most of the time is because I don't want to dilute the bourbon. Unless it's a high-proof bourbon. Like, yeah. you get a 120... You should have it with ice. Makes yeah. sense. Generally, bourbon starts at 80 proof, which is 40% alcohol. That's what this basil is, is 80 yes. proof. Yeah. yeah. So that's generally your starting point. Um, that's another one of those kind of, it's a, supposed to be a rule, just like being made in Kentucky. Well, we'll we're going to say yes, that's a rule. Sure. Um, it's our podcast. We can say what we want to, That's right. right. Mm-hmm. So what makes it so wonderful, though? Oh. Yeah, I don't know, because... It's an acquired taste. Sure. I have an interesting relationship with alcohol. Um, so for me, it's, it's odd things trying to decide what makes it good. So um, I've told you guys, and I don't mind saying it on the podcast, my parents are both alcoholics. Yeah, my, my father was too. Very bad alcoholics. Yeah, mine uh, was my too. My dad could be a, a, a mean drunk, but he could also be one of those jolly drunks too. Uh, my mom just drank a lot. Mom was a quiet drunk. <clears throat> yeah. Um, my mom could also be a smartass, uh, which when she drank made it worse. <laughs> ah. So, but anyways, um, you know, dad was mostly a beer guy. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember him drinking a whole lot of whiskey, but I'm sure he did. Mom was a um, started out as a, a VO and Seven Up, then mm. she went to Seven and Seven. Uh, yeah, you know that sort of thing. Um, I learned how to make a drink when I was, you know, probably twelve years old. <laughs> yeah, same with me. Yeah, Bartender exactly. for my mom. Yeah, that's uh, right. Never really cared for the taste of whiskeys. Uh, beers I didn't mind too much, uh, but never really cared that much for the taste of whiskeys. Until we were at my house in the basement, and we were watching the returns that night. 92, right? And you... 94. Uh, no, uh, 94. 94. I said 92. Yes, it was 94. Uh, yeah, I'm making sure. Yeah. yeah. And you uh, had brought a bottle of Basil Hayden's. That's right. And I had just bought that for the first time because I knew he was my ancestor. And at the time, I wasn't making squat. None of us probably were. So a $30 bottle. $30 That's bottle, an extravagant expense. It was an expense. But I did that for us, you know, to be able to do that. Right. And it was probably my, it was my, it was not my first bourbon. Uh, that was probably when I was about 14. It was Eagle Rare uh, at years ago at a, at a First Communion party, I believe, at my house. But this is my one of my it's very Catholic. It's very Catholic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but this was kind of one of the first ones I'm I'm splurging for. I right. knew this was the good stuff, and we're yeah. going to do this for us to gather together. And uh, you know, and I can't remember. I know that I had it again. Like I said, I, I sinned greatly, <laughs> and I, uh, I I poured Coke into my my Basil Hayden. You are forgiven, my son. And uh, well, you know, I feel like every time I go to confession, if I haven't said it, I should I should bring it up. Uh, but, you know, luckily we say, and for all the sins that I can't remember when we confess. Right. Yeah, grant him absolution. That's well, right. You can't. Yeah. I can't. I'm just a deacon. You can't do those yes, sort of things. But uh, it's, it's been done. It's been yeah, taken been done. care it's, of. It's, it's taken care of. Yeah, your at confessor the, at, took care of that. At worst, you know, it's a, it's a mortal sin, but I think, it, you know, because of ignorance, it only goes up to venial, so that's that's already taken care of anyways. Yeah, we were pretty ignorant that time. Exactly. But at but least you know, we knew it was good stuff. It was. You know, it was very smooth. It still is, mm-hmm. um, even with uh, the, the little bit of uh, Coke added to it. And, of course, now... Uh, you know, I prefer a sipping bourbon, not a mixing bourbon. Yes. I do not understand people who get shots of bourbon. Because you down it all in a drink, you know. Yeah. You, don't, you don't buy a shot of something well, to sip it. that's kind of a... We got that idea, I think, from the Western movies. Right. It's really not a cultural thing, and I think... That, and that's another episode we're going to do on the Western. But generally, people, you see yeah. a shot glass of something. And they, they throw it back. That's that's because that's a it's waste in, of bourbon. What's because in every Western movie that's ever happened, you well, see you're that happen. Man, if you don't knock it back, that's right, exactly. Uh, mm. A true bourbon aficionado knows how to make it work, make that's it right. sip. Uh, okay. There was a ad years and years ago. This is probably back in the seventies and eighties. Uh, it was for t- it was for whiskey, but it, it applies here. It was for George Dickel, uh, which is a Tennessee whiskey. Oh. Uh, that it says uh, water is made for drinking, dickel is made for sipping. Oh, very nice. And and, and in, in full disclosure here, I'm going to slide off into a Star Trek thing here for a second. Ooh. But if you, it, here at the Baxter Building, up on my shelf behind me is a George Dickel bottle, oh. a brown bottle. You guys can see it up there. It was the same bottle that was used for Saurian brandy. Oh, it's under your hat. Oh, it's under my hat's on it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the same bottle that's used for Saurian brandy in the original Star Trek series. Yes. Uh, that they they appropriated that bottle, which has got a long curved neck. Uh, and I picked this up years ago. At a, it's got the leather strap. It's got handle. the leather strap yeah. handle. It's really kind of nice. It is. It's a slick looking bottle. Exactly. And it, 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 I bought that years ago. It's sitting up there. Uh, it was the original Dickel bottle. It wasn't one of the uh, props. Right, but right. basically, the prop master uh, Feinberger. Uh, stole it and appropriated it. This is the level of nerdness that we oh you betcha when we can name the prop masters of a television show that's fifty years old. That's correct. Yes, uh, just pointing that out. So so, hey, so yes, we got. But, but it was a whiskey. Off. It was uh, uh, the, yeah. the same theory applies. So yeah, bourbon is meant for sipping. So w- what was your first bourbon, Martin? I don't recall. Um, we'll make something up. <laughs> But I've been, I like to go through lots of different ones. Right, you've always been a scotch I mean, drinker. Yeah, a stuff that's not even produced anymore, I don't think. But, uh, you know, for a while, Willie Nelson had his own. Right. Oh, uh, I'd whiskey, forgotten that. Whiskey River. Yeah. So whiskey I like River to get my mind. different ones all the time. My two big favorites uh, are also Nelson County, Barstown area uh, right. products. Elijah Craig and Knob Creek. 
Yes. Yeah, Knob Creek is a Jim Beam product. It's it's of the same line as Basil Hayden. It's one of those premium mm-hmm. uh, micro-brews, so to speak. There's like three or four of them. I don't remember all of them, but Knob Creek is one of the very best. Yeah, and that small batch they've got going it's, right it's now, it. that's good stuff. Yeah. Well, I gave that to, uh, I gave a great big bottle of it to my uncle many years ago when he turned 50. And he looked at me like, what the hell did I do to deserve such a great thing from <laughs> you, my nephew, on my 50th birthday? Uh, my wife actually supported that when we did that because we spent a little money on it. Uh, but we kind of showed, yeah, you know, you're worth this. This is a great gift. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a, a good bottle of bourbon says a lot when you gift yeah. that to somebody. Yeah. It's always in good in, in good form. But I, I like those two. They're they're regular Knob Creek and the regular Elijah Craig are about a twenty five to twenty eight dollar bottle right, yeah. around here. Right. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. I don't know what they out of out of state. Right. Well, you know when when we went to Owensboro uh, recently <laughs> on a road trip, uh, we bought a we we went into I think it was a Kroger. It was a Kroger, yeah. Kroger, yeah. Kroger. And we went into their liquor section, and we were stunned at the affordability. Well, they had a big sale going on. They did, but hey, it worked for us. It we did. all we all walked out of there with bottles of stuff that we said, "Well, we weren't planning on buying this, but wow, this." I is bought real. a bottle of Four Roses for eighteen dollars. Mm-hmm. Well, that's bottle, unheard of. The bottle of basil we're drinking tonight, I bought there that night, right? And it was much cheaper than the mm-hmm. norm. Uh, and what did you buy? You bought Larceny, Larceny yeah. yeah, which is a Heaven Hill product. Uh, mm-hmm. Every uh, every one we bought was great. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, as you've said many, many times, there's no such thing as a bad bourbon. Right. It's still bourbon. bad bourbon. It's, yeah. still, it's still bourbon. bourbon. That's yeah. right. Uh, but there, there's sort of two tastes going on there uh, with a lot of bourbons. There's one will have, uh, or some brands have these, uh, I think they're called esters. That's this chemical that's in them yeah. that can give you that. Where it sort of comes back up and gives you the little cough. Yeah. Right, right. And, the, and then the other brands have started to pull those out so that you get that much smoother uh, finish to them. In some circles, that cough was the sign of, of a, good, a good drink because yeah. it was strong. Yeah. No, it just means it's rough. It just has those, those, those chemicals in it right. that well, are yeah, being pulled and, out. Well, uh, yeah. You want that great taste and i think that's kind of what we're talking about here is when we first had bourbon we didn't quite understand the whole taste issue of it right. and i think that's something that you develop at with age i don't think the younger versions of us anyway yeah really understood that or, or appreciated that well and we didn't really become regular bourbon drinkers uh, I mean, I'm a semi-regular bourbon drinker. I'm not well, yeah. I don't drink every night or even every week. No, I, I'll drink when we gather. Right. Because yeah. relationships and bourbon I go drink together. At <laughs> well, yeah, not bourbon, but wine. But yes. But, well, th- well, no, it's not wine when I drink it. But no, I drink well, bourbon at the rectory. Yes, uh, exactly. Yeah. And that's something that because as a child, as an adult child, I'm an alcoholic. Uh, I don't I like never, that. Yeah, I never saw the appeal. No, in I don't hard either. Because I equated hard liquor to the 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 bad stuff the alcoholism and and the bad experiences that we yes. had resulting from that whatever they looked like and yours were different than mine but ultimately they're still the same thing and I kind of felt a little bit of guilt moving forward realizing wait a minute what's wrong with bourbon well the first question I asked myself is I must prove to myself that I'm not an alcoholic like my father yes. was so that way I can have a drink and only have a drink on occasion which we do when we gather, when we and, when we record a podcast. To be able to put it down. That's correct. I don't have it any other time. I yeah. never care for it. Well, you know, that, that proving to yourself that you're not an alcoholic, especially for children of alcoholics. That's, that's a family of origin thing, big yeah, time. Yeah, it's yes. a family of origin thing. I've got a friend uh, who I won't mention because I've mentioned any details. Uh, you'd be able to figure it out. Or other people who were listening, if they knew us, would figure it out. But he... Um, Every year, he doesn't do it every year. There are a couple of years he skips since I've known him, but he, he generally does a New Year's to um, sometime in February, beginning of Lent time frame, when he goes to the races in, in Florida. Yeah. Car races, NASCAR. Uh, it stops drinking any alcohol at all. Hmm. You know, it's not just a Lenten thing. It's that January 1st. Yeah. It basically, says to, to, he was saying to prove to himself that he's not an alcoholic. 
That's right. Because he drinks a fair amount of beer. Oh, he does, yes. Yeah. And he doesn't drink a whole lot of uh, bourbon, except when we get together uh, with the, with the sure. group. But, yeah, which I always found interesting. Because on the one hand, I, I've always thought to myself, if you have to do that to prove it to yourself, aren't you already ask, or answering your question if it's mm-hmm. something you do every year? Well, yeah. But some... on the other hand, if you're able to do it, that yeah, sort with, of answers the question, Without too. any you know, ill effects, so to speak. Yeah, because you know, I can pour some. I'm pouring some right now. Uh, and the only time that I drink is the times that we gather and the times that we right. record. I, I, I will have a beer by myself at home. It's rare that I will have a bourbon. Oh, I won't have either, as a general rule. The only time that I will have one, uh, if I'm out mowing the grass and it's hotter than blue blazes that I come in. Sometimes when it's hot enough, certain times a beer is worse. (laughs) Well, the best beer I ever had was after I helped a good friend of mine, whom you all know, uh, load soybeans when we were kids uh, in uh, 100 degree weather. And it's... We're in a little silo at his grandfather's house. He'd come to the city to pick up some silos, a truckload of them. And he and I got into the silo of soybeans. It's 100 degrees outside, so it's 120 inside. (laughs) And we're in there loading the back of his truck. And when we got out, his grandfather had the old returnable bottles. You guys remember those back when you do that. Of black label beer, which is as cheap as it gets. And he had it in a cold, in a refrigerator. There next to the silo that we went into, a little block building, it's the best beer I ever drank because we shucked that thing down as ice cold, like two of them right afterwards. I'm thinking, wow, that was a good beer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, you know, part of the bourbon, bourbon's not one of those things for for me that even if I were prone to want to get drunk that I would want to use to get drunk because to me that would be a waste of good bourbon. Yeah, you know, it just—it's it, meant to be shared. I it's think. a social drink. It is me. a social drink. Well, I mean, and not to go Star Trek on you, but I will. You remember the imagine time? That. See, imagine again. that. You see again. Of course, I do this all the time. You remember? I've noticed the more bourbon, the higher the incidence of Star Trek references go. <laughs> see, I haven't even gotten to talk about taste or nothing yet. No, we haven't. But you will remember. I'm trying to get there. <laughs> you will remember Captain Picard received a bottle. Of the 57 from his brother. Yes, the wine. The wine. It was wine in this case. That he picked up when he went back home. Uh, Family was the name of the episode. It's one of my favorite episodes of Next Generation. Uh, He visits his brother Robert uh, at their family uh, chateau in France. And he gets a bottle of this, the 57. It goes back when he says, Make sure, Jean-Luc, when you drink this that I'm giving you. Here's a little of the 57. Try not to drink it all at once. And if possible... Don't drink it alone. And then they embraced because they had been at odds through that whole story. Yeah. Yeah. And they yeah. did that. And it's that moment which is really powerful. And about six episodes later, uh, they make first contact with a new species. The episode was first contact. And Picard brings this out to the leader of this new planet that he's found. He says, this is a bottle of special drink that my brother gave me, that I want to share with you, leader of this planet, that we are now contacting, kind of as a way of bringing us together. It's a powerful moment, but only if you paid attention to the whole series. Yeah, even I don't remember that. Sorry. Well, first, yes, you do, because you remember that... No, I don't remember... You don't remember that moment, but you remember the episode, because Will Riker goes down... Yeah, yeah, no, I know the episode, Baby Newith. Baby Newith, that's right. He, 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 uh, shall we say... My memories of that overshadowed anything about why. Baby Newith, yes, he he boffs her, shall we say. That's a kind way of putting it. Because she loves aliens, and... Well, she was fascinated by the concept when she did the first one she ever met. But that's correct, but yeah, I'm sorry... Well, we we, right. we could do a whole episode on Frasier and, and yeah. So let me, let me roll. We're here talking about what was that? Oh yeah, bourbon. Bourbon. bourbon that's we right. Are, well, we're hoopajubin, so we're all over the place. But to be expected. The the two that I like, and I mentioned Elijah Craig and Knob Creek. To me, that's the flavor because that caramel sugar, kind of brown sugar maple syrup. From the barrels comes through for me the mm-hmm. most in those two, and I, I love that that maple syrup flavor, especially in the Knob Creek. By contrast, yeah, one that is very very popular 
and they won't become a sponsor of our podcast after I say this, but Buffalo Trace. Oh, really? I didn't realize you, I, didn't, you I, didn't care for those. Buffalo Trace tastes like medicine to me. Really? Really? Yes. I, now, we, I we have never it. bought that on air. Uh, we've never had that as... Uh, you know, uh, I may have had it at the rectory. Sure, I've had it. Oh, it's time. very popular. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying I've had it. It's just we've never featured it here. Um, didn't realize. Yes, no point in doing it now. I guess we're not going to do it now because uh, I would have. Uh, it is, as you say, very popular. It's considered uh, a premium. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's made in Frankfort, Kentucky, if I remember right. Yes, it has, that's its right. Own, it's has its own distillery. In smaller batch. Uh, uh, yeah, and it, it's a comparable price level to. Elijah Craig and, and those. Yeah, it, it's uh, not a super premium. It's not exceptionally expensive. Uh, again, as you've said so many times, good bourbon. There's it's all good bourbon. You know, there's yeah. no such thing as the bad. But bourbon. the brands are exploding right now. There, there's stuff everywhere. Oh yeah, the, the the tiny independent breweries, which will eventually, I'm sure, all be picked up like all the beer breweries were. Well, maybe, but you know, that's something that our listeners, if you're listening to us uh, in other parts of the country, you don't. What we see here in Bourbon Country, which is where we live, is that this small independent distillery spirit, it, no pun intended, is very much alive here. Because like I said, that limestone here, anybody can do this if you've got the capital and a little bit of an ingenuity. Uh, you'll start up your own independent brewery. There's They're a little, reopening all over the state. All over the place. There's a little bitty one that's within the... It's literally within a stone's throw, and I do mean a stone's throw, of uh, Heaven Hill in Bardstown. This place called Willet Distributing. they got to be related, because i got Willets in my family, that's for sure. Uh, Willets at uh, my parish. Well, you see, yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those common names that comes from the what we call the Holy Lands of Kentucky, uh, in that Nelson County area. It's also very Catholic as well as being very bourbon-oriented. Uh, it's you know, what I'm out there. That's the sad thing about Jesus not having been born in Kentucky. Because if he had been born in Kentucky, we'd all be having bourbon at communion time, not wine. <laughs> that's correct. Well, we perfected bourbon very much in that area because the uh, the area where bourbon comes from is also very Catholic territory. Mm-hmm. Uh, that uh, that's We bro- kind of uh, perfected that. In fact, there's even a story, believe it or not, I'll, sni- I'll slip back into uh, a little history from the, from the area. In the 1880s, and you can still find this, uh, there was a newspaper article it was a like a brochure that was put out that kind of talked about many various stories of the of the Nelson County area which is where a lot of this comes from and across the river from Nelson County is LaRue County which is where Lincoln was born in Hodgensville mm-hmm. which is very just a few miles over in there and you know how history kind of gets changed it was published in the 1880s uh, and there was a story told it's actually one of my ancestors uh, about a John Boone who had a distillery right across the river in LaRue County, not far from where Lincoln grew up, mm-hmm. around the time that Lincoln himself was growing up. And the story, which must be apocryphal, we know this, that John Boone encountered a young Abe Lincoln, because it was literally just uh, a mile or so, his distillery was, from where Lincoln's boyhood home was, which is, you can visit it. It's a, it's a local state shrine. I suppose you'd call it a shrine. Uh, and he would say, that young boy, Abe, is going to amount to something someday. <laughs> but that's but ultimately, John Boone, the distiller, knew young, young Abe Lincoln. And, Maybe. Yeah. Well, as I say, that's how the story goes. There's a goes. lot of apocryphal stories about bourbon. But it's fun. That's correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah, because he was a distiller. It was, And I can even tell you, if you drive out in that area, because I was born out that way, I can tell you where this distillery, about where it was, because yeah. it's not that far from Lincoln's boyhood home that you can still yeah. go see out that so, way. So, to interject, because if we don't stop him, he's going to talk about all the stuff that's only tangentially related to bourbon. Yeah, of course. That's right. So, uh, please. something you mentioned earlier about taste we haven't really gotten to, but one of the things that uh, I want to mention that uh, not many people know, unless you know, you're know you an aficionado, is that bourbon is legally America's spirit. It's America's national spirit. I, it's a, a Senate resolution in the 60s. Yes. I didn't know that. Yeah. Actually, I thought it was... There's it was an irony a for you. It was actually passed. Yeah. I was going to say, I grew, I grew up in the place where that 
happened, and I didn't know that. Is the yeah. unique American spirit. Because if you think about it, it was developed it entirely here. That's right. Yeah. Uh, in, in, in the area country. where I was formed yeah. and created. Yeah, well, we don't hold that against it. Thank you very much for yes. that. So, for me, um, again, not, not being big on the, 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 the drinking uh, uh, just to drink, uh, it was really only the last, what, 10 years of really started getting into, yeah. uh, into bourbon yeah. more. Thank you to my former pastor for that. Uh, I, ha- I can say I have had Pappy Van Winkle. Which I've, is I've con- never had Pappy. That's, well, I had it once when I was over there, I think. Uh, yes. When Father has it, he if he likes you, that's right. he'll I'm, let you have a drink. A drink. Because Pappy Van Winkle what? retails at, what, $100 a bottle? Uh, more than that, I more think. Than I think that. it's two bills. I think yeah. it's sitting on the version and the bag. That's right. Yeah. It's kind of the apex. It's it's used it's considered as the top of the line. The top of the line. And uh, it's hard to come by. It's not it's not easily available at times. There's a scandal. Well, generally of, when it goes to, to stores, there are auctions for it. Right. And there was a there was actually a scandal here locally not that many years ago about somebody ending up with a few pallets of it illegally. Well, a bunch yeah, of them stolen. Stolen, stolen. exactly. Stolen. That's right. Yeah. And then when it was recovered, they ended up having to destroy what they recovered because they could not guarantee the integrity of the 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 bourbon inside the containers. Which is an unbelievable shame. Yes. So, and of course, we had some fires uh, over the last. Uh, five, yeah, five Heaven years. Hill had a tremendous fire in the in the two thousands uh, that destroyed uh, at least two warehouses, maybe more. Oh, there was uh, a fire earlier this year. That's right. Yeah, exactly. It's not yeah. the only one that's then, happened. Uh, because one distillery's uh, Rick House collapsed. Right. Yeah, yes. and all the barrels shattered and ended up in a stream. So uh, actually, not fire. all of them did. That's not right. Not all of them did. Surprisingly, well, they did lose quite. But they a few did barrels. lose quite a bit. Yeah. That's exactly right. And you know, that's uh, fish couldn't swim in a straight line to save their life. That after that, <laughs> it, it's a flammable material. My goodness sakes! You know, yes. of course, you know, once a fire starts, you're in deep, deep trouble. Uh, the Heaven Hill folks, uh, which we've drank actually, the Bottle and Bond, the old style bourbon, it's a Heaven Hill. That's what we're drinking. Uh, they relocated. I don't want to say they relocated. They they created some new warehouses out on the other side, on the north side of Bargetown, away from everything else, which makes a little sense because that's two fires they've had in the past few years. It, yeah. it makes some sense. I've been looking into my, my fire procedures and my safety protocols if I were them. But you well, know. Yeah, I mean, these are both accidents. I mean, it's very clear that these things happen. Right, but you can still do things to mitigate it. And accidents. that's what they did, yeah. they, absolutely. They, they so, have a, if you drive from Louisville to Bargetown... You'll see a sure. huge area uh, because these things gotta age for goodness sakes. They're, yeah, there's huge warehouses and of most these things. People, most people drink bourbon. They're not gonna drink less than a six year bourbon. Right, and these things have to sit around for a while. So you've got a great deal of inventory tied yes, and up. The longer you let it sit, the more you need of the original barrels because this stuff evaporates. It gets soaked up by the wood. It's called the angel's uh, portion, share. angel's yeah, share. Angel share. That's yeah. right, because so much of it evaporates out over time because it's yeah. set. In Unlike these... the Jim Bean stuff, where it's the devil's cut. <laughs> Ours is heavenly. The angels get it. Yeah. That's right. Uh, because these things, if you've ever been there, and for viewers and re- listeners across the world, you may have never experienced this, but here locally it's very easy to do. These warehouses are huge with barrels all through them, and they're about five or six stories high. Uh, can you imagine the tax revenueers that have to go through? I worked with a guy that used to do that, and you'd have to climb up these five stories up and measure to make sure these barrels are actually as full as they say they are and they are full of the proper product. Right. You have to right. taste them. In fact... Uh, heaven, right, they only did samples. They didn't do every single one. Well, that's right. Yeah, they'd have to pick, you know, at random. random. Yeah. Uh, and, in fact, one of the recent... It'd be a great bur- job to have, wouldn't it? And barrels have to be moved around, right? That's correct. They have to be... They rotated as the years go through, so... Yeah, uh, they kind of go themselves. Because the humidity and the, the heat humidity, is different. That's right. Different spots of the of the Rick House. In fact, yeah. Heaven one of Heaven Hill's recent products, which we have drank on this show, uh, Larceny, was named after a inspector uh, who used to go through and take portions because he would taste them to make sure they were right, and he would take the best barrels and he would steal that. 
on his own. He eventually got caught at this, obviously. And that's where the name Larson is a new bourbon that they came up with because he would try to get the best bourbons. <laughs> he would steal that because that's what he did. Um, it, it's a great product. We've, we've drank it. It was very before. good. Surprisingly, because yeah. you know, none of us have ever heard of it before. So, it's but, relatively recent. Yeah. Because and, we, uh, it was I, good. I, I, I and, uh, and Mrs. Francis toured the Heaven Hill Distillery not that many years ago because they, they had just brought that out and they explained yeah. that whole process yeah. to us. We toured their, distil- their, their warehouses. Oh, the smell. Because you smell those oaken barrels. And yeah. don't don't put your face over the mesh. No, 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 no. Yeah, we walked through there too, and that's that's one that you just kind of walk by. It's a fascinating experience. Yeah. And there's a whole industry based on tours of these distilleries yeah. here locally. People yeah. come from worldwide to say, "Yes, I've been to Bourbon Country. I've seen where it's made." Yeah, it's part of the uh, the promotion of the product. That, it is. The Distillery right. Association has the you get your Bourbon Trail passport, passport to get for the Bourbon yeah. Trail and all over it stamped and um, still though, I mean, we're prattling on what we like about it. Well, for me, um, now that I've acquired the taste, yeah, it took some time um, to get there. You know, I only like to sip, but I like a bourbon that has uh, a smooth taste, meaning I'm not going to cough after it. Although I'm sure if I gulped enough of it, I would cough. Yeah, sure. That would be a sin unto itself. Uh, talk about sins worthy of damnation. Mark that down for the next episode. Yeah. Uh, next one we do. Uh, which one is that? The It's in... It's next month, isn't it? Yeah, it's our next Hoopa Jupe that oh, sorry, we're going to okay. do. Okay. Yeah, which is a few months in the future yeah. about sins worthy of damnation. We've yeah. come up with, we're kind of, we're giving this a little time to prepare. Yeah, yeah, they don't need to know about that. But that's right. I shouldn't have mentioned Yeah, it might involve traffic. Right. So uh, anyway, it might involve toilets, but that's another, <laughs> <laughs> it's another issue. That explains so much. That's Anyways, right. um, I forget where I was going with that because we just totally... They, a taste you like? Yes. Why uh, do you taste. like it? When you so bring it in, you gotta I like do... it smooth. Yeah, smooth. Uh, it has to go down easy. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the warmth um, in the mouth. I like now with the Heaven Hill it had a bit of a sharp bite. That's, yeah. that's uh, right. When that's, and that's welcome at times. Yeah, it's fine. It's not that I don't like that. It's a little unexpected because it was very sharp. Well, uh, we sharper had ne- than we're used we to. We never tried it. Yeah, and you bought it kind of on a lark. Yeah, you a couple of years ago. Yeah, you hadn't planned it really, because we've not yeah, we've not I hadn't pulled, cracked it until tonight. Yeah, we cracked it together and enjoyed so, it, of course. Yeah. So I like the smooth taste better, but the sharp taste is fine. But more importantly, is what happens after you swallow. I I prefer it uh, when we get a nice. Uh, I hate to call it a burn because burn implies pain. Yeah, it's not a burn. It's, it's a warm, warm sensation. Down your gullet, down your throat, mm-hmm. to your stomach, uh, and it'll last. And it's not an irritation. Uh, Angel's Envy has it. Uh, it's very good. Surprisingly, this uh, bottled and bond Heaven Hill was uh, very good. Had it. Uh, it's not as strong in the Woodford Double Oaked, but the Woodford Double Oaked just has a smooth, great taste and flavor. Yeah. Um, the the Double Oaked is great because it is literally uh, the first time it's put into a barrel is is the new barrel, but it can be. Uh, it, it's put in a second barrel. I presume that is also unused, but I presume that because it would be the second one, they could use a, a, a barrel that's already been used, but I presume that they've both been uh, unused prior to being put in. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a little pricier. It runs about $60, not on sale. Uh, if you're lucky, you can usually find it $50, $55, depending on where you're at. Um, and it's just, it's just really good. I think dollar for dollar, it's the best bourbon you can buy. Um, you know, it's, you know, people like to say, oh, Pappy's is the best, but you know what? I'll spend 60 bucks on this over the, the two, three, four, twelve hundred dollars on a, assuming I had that kind of money, uh, for a Pappy. Sure. You know, because it's very, very good. It's a high quality bourbon. It's not the most expensive non-Pappy you can buy, but it's, it to me, it's just very, very good. The Angel's Envy and the the Four Roses we got the last time. Which we've used, both of them. Also had a very nice after, after burn, that warmth. I was very, it was smooth, good flavor. It's a little bit lighter in color, so which means um, the, the, the char on the oak is not going to be as deep. Well, double oak, by um, definition, is going to be a little dark. Right, it's double oak is the darkest it, bourbon I think I've ever seen. Yeah, it pulls in a lot of that that 
caramel out of that out of that wood mm-hmm. that's burned. So yeah, yeah. Um, one of the guys, well, the guy that I bought the Heaven Hill from, uh, he was telling me about the 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 uh, the process and you know about the charring, and I never really gave it much thought before. But he said bourbons today are different than they were twenty years ago or fifty years ago for this reason primarily. Most places do not char the insides of the barrels as deeply as they used to, hmm. which means you don't get as much char in the bottle. You which is very interesting. It's yeah. Part of the process that gives yes, us the they flavor. literally changed the process. Partly, it's uh, you know money saving. Uh, Thing. That makes so it'd be interesting to get you know fifty old bo- fifty year old bottle of bourbon. I hate to crack one open, but you know it'd be an interesting. But I mean, you know, why have it if you're going to put it on yeah. the shelf? Well, that's you know, to be honest, that's exactly because you would ask the question, what is it that appeals about to me in particular about bourbon to us? For me, it is that sharing that relationship because, as I indicated before, my father was an alcoholic uh, and. Alcohol on it on its own has it, it is is repugnant to me, in general terms. Yeah, most, from my experience, most alcoholics, they may start with a group, mm-hmm. but they always finish alone. That's exactly it. And to me, what is great about bourbon is that we share it together. Yeah, yeah. and it could be in a larger group as we often have done, but ultimately, the best version of it is the three of us. It's a small group. gathered yeah. here together sharing this wonderful moment with each other it's a, it's an extension of relationship which well, is one of those great things that we are gifted it's, with it's it's the same principle of when you get together to have a meal mm-hmm. yeah, yeah exactly the it's breaking of bread that's right and uh, the drinking of wine that's yeah, right yeah is, to, is to be very eucharistic classic, here yeah. yeah but uh this is the special you know, it's it's our thing. It it gets us talking. Um, you know, you always hear there's like a right way to drink it and a wrong way to drink it. Little blue, man. You know, mm. hey, I I like to put a little in and do that Kentucky chew where you've got it in your mouth a little bit and you kind of swirl it around. Sure. And then pull it down. Um, a lot of them do make me cough, <laughs> but the ones that don't. That's the really special ones. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. It's um, about what we share together. I think is yeah. the big thing about that. Yeah. Uh, like Jean Luc would say, you know, or Robert would say, you know, try to drink it. Uh, don't drink it alone. Sounds like his twelfth Star Trek reference. This, this I think so. I think on that note, we we need to finish because we're what forty five minutes into talking about bourbon. Wow. We could talk a lot longer. You know that. Seven minutes. Yeah. In the, no, we got to finish. We got to finish. All right. So real quick. We've mentioned the Elijah Craig and <coughs> Elijah Craig and Knob Creek are my two favorites, but uh, the Larceny has been really good. I like, uh, I think it's called Antique Weller 107. Um, you know, one that's super popular that I don't think I've had, you guys may have tried, is Blanton's. Yeah, oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blanton's is a very old, really old good. bourbon. Yeah, we've had that um, before. You know, we like our Woodford. I personally still like uh, Maker's Mark. I'm not as big on makers. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's okay. Uh, it's for me, a good I place s- to start if you're not yeah. sure you want to get into bourbon. It's a good place to start. It is. And it's, then move it's into these others. Is great. It, it is seen because of the marketing as a high end bourbon. I do not consider it a high end bourbon. It to me, it's it's not it's not so low end to be strictly a mixing bourbon, but it's one I would not mind mixing. Mm-hmm. Blanton and Antique, as you mentioned there, are very old brands. Yeah. My grandfather drank both of those yeah. back uh, in the 60s yeah, and 70s. Yeah, you go back to Wild Turkey. and Sure. Oh, uh, another one that I've had recently is pretty good is Russell Reserve. Yes. You mentioned that. I haven't had it yet. This, I've had you it. You need to buy stuff. it and bring it in here as we can we can run that through I here. I think I may have had it at the rectory. Uh the uh, Jefferson's Ocean, I think it is. Yeah, I've yeah, seen the Jefferson's bad. done a lot of advertising here lately. Um, Looks pretty interesting. I haven't they, tried it. They, I believe it's still barreled up here, but they age it on the ocean, which is an interesting mix. Hey, bring it on. That's right. Um, I've also noticed, you know, speaking of the, the, the Woodford Reserve Double Oak, which is one of my personal favorites, 
that other brands and even other alcoholic drinks are doing double oak stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's one of the the interesting developments in recent years on that that uh, seems to be, have a lot of legs to it. I'm guessing it's because it's kind of like the craft beer thing. Yeah, it's become such a big deal that they're looking to differentiate themselves. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's not a, directly a bourbon drink, but um, BBC, Blue Grass uh, Brewing Company, they make uh, Kentucky Bourbon Barrel Ale, where they take, right. yeah, we had uh, the last I saw it was Four Roses Barrels, and they age their ale inside the barrels, yeah. and it gets a nice, it's a darker color, like you would expect from this, the, the Woodford, um, but it's not like a stout. Yeah. It's still right. an yeah, ale. Yeah. It just looks dark. Right. Um and, and that is very good. Double the alcohol content, though. Yeah. So you got to be careful when you drink those. Yeah. Um, I still have to claim that basil is probably my very, very favorite among all of these. All I can say, there's so it many so possibilities. Good. It's it is so, so good. smooth. We've 1792, used, that used to be our, our bourbon you of stole choice. My, you stole my thunder. That's exactly where I was going to go with that. That's one we've used many, many times before. It's a Barton's brand, and it's it's exceptionally good. We need a road trip to the Sherwood. That is exactly right. Yeah, one of the best places to drink bourbon, among many other things, is the Sherwood in New Haven, Kentucky, where I was born and raised. Uh, my family actually, uh, one of my uncles owns, is part owner of that. We've spent many a time down there, and not in recent days. It's been um, many years. Been many years since yeah, we've been. Yeah, it's been a couple we, since we've we been We need down to do that because sure. yeah. it's, it's a place to go. As in, the kids like to say, it's been a minute. That's right. Saints and Otters road trip to the, the Sherwood. Well, that's exactly it's so. so very easy to do, yeah, because it's a place where you can uh, enjoy the good bourbon in bourbon country. Yeah, 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 yeah in the where it was it was born, raised, and created out there. Yeah. Uh, so, so we actually, you know, we've really had a sampled quite a quite a bit, and honestly, I can't think of one other than, and again, it's just I like it okay, but there's just so many others I like more. It's not like I hate. Makers, just I like so many others more. Well, there's no such thing as you've many as you said many times right. bad bourbon, and for all those we didn't mention, we apologize, but Which you may not have gotten to. Yeah, we got to. If, you, to, if yeah. you want to send us free samples, we're happy to, uh, <laughs> to put them on there. That's right, because That's right. we we love all bourbons. That's right. We're, we're very never inclusive. exclusive with one. No, we're very inclusive. Well, in what we do. Uh, I wouldn't say never. I mean, take a lot of money. I mean, if Angels Envy says, "Hey, we want you guys to be the spokespeople." Well, uh, that's that's for the this product. That's the future. Uh, where's the dotted line? That's great. We no. we'll, we'll two questions: How much, and then where's the dotted uh, line? Where's the dotted line? <laughs> that's right. So, uh, guys, we're eager opportunity, uh, but bring it on. Are we at what fifty-two? Oh my goodness, we've, we've never gone this long. Yeah. Oh well, yeah, we have, but not in a long time. Yeah. It's hoopajubes are that's the kind of thing we're doing for hoopajubes. We're just right. all over the place. We spend fifty minutes trying to convince everybody to drink bourbon like we do. Thanks for being with us here every week at Snakes and Otters, a pointless discussion of eternal questions. Be sure to spread the word on your social media accounts. Follow us and retweet us. We are on Instagram and on Twitter at Snakes and Otters. Let your friends know that they can find us on Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and on YouTube. Just search Snakes and Otters Podcast to find us. And please, remember to leave us your comments and reviews. It helps people find us. And you can always send us an email at snakesandotterspodcast at gmail.com. I'm Martin. I'm Robert. And I'm Francis. Catch us next week. Same snake time, same otter channel. <laughs> <laughs>